Hey Insider, what you're about to hear is the first chapter from my first ever book called Follow Your Heart and Take Action. This is the audiobook version of chapter one called Build Unstoppable Confidence and Power. Hope you enjoy it. Secret one, build unstoppable confidence and power. Kurt Cobain once said, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. In this chapter, I want you to ask yourself, who am I really? Confidence is something we all have from the day we're born. We arrive in this world with a fresh and inquiring mind, which is like a sponge, ready to absorb knowledge. At first, nothing phases us. We're not self-aware, nor do we limit our self-beliefs. Instead, we set about exploring new things, such as standing up for the first time. It doesn't matter if we fall over. We don't need a self-help book to inspire us to do it again and do it better. We have an innate confidence to get up and try it all over again. When, as a child, we first see a spider, it's not a scary monster. We're curious and want to touch it to discover more about it. Until the day comes when a parent pulls our hand away and says, don't touch that horrible, creepy spider. This then becomes a new rule. When we're learning to speak, we chatter away happily and not at all self-consciously, unconcerned whether our words make sense or not, until we start school. Then, all of a sudden, we're told we can't speak unless we put our hand up. Childhood is full of other people imposing all sorts of rules on us, what we can do, think and feel, before we've even had a chance to make up our own minds. Before long, we become conditioned to society's rules. The way my mind dealt with this was to shut off and shut up, just as society was telling me to. It's no surprise that as we grow older, many of us bury our confidence deep down inside ourselves or even lose it altogether. Lacking confidence can be painful and lonely. I was always a quiet kid who wanted to be invisible to the outside world, so much so that on my way to primary school, I'd wind the car seat back as far as it would go so that nobody could see me through the windows. That was my life, always hiding, sitting at the back of the classroom, avoiding any attention from teachers or students. As a result, I was bullied simply because I was quiet and shy. When I arrived in England during my early teenage years, shy and the only team from Southeast Asia in the school, I became an easy target for a type of bully I hadn't encountered before, the racist bully. My social anxiety became so extreme. I stopped leaving the house altogether because I thought everybody was looking at me. In my head, without realizing it, I had created a false reality in which everyone was judging me on who I was and how I looked. I took all the labels and insults that were held at me personally, so it's no wonder my self-esteem was low. I hated myself just as much as I hated being out in public. The easiest thing to do was to avoid people as much as I could, whenever I could. The strange thing is, when I look back at my teenage years now, I was witty, confident and playful while I was inside the four walls of my home. All the things I wouldn't allow myself to be on the outside. I didn't question this strange contradiction in my life. I just thought it was normal. But the reality was, I turned myself into a victim. Life never hands us a deck of cards that we don't deserve. In many ways, I'm grateful that I experienced life the way I did early on. 
Because many people in my audience resonate with my story. They realize that my message isn't just based on a theory I've read or made up. It is based on my personal experience. I've learned through the sometimes harsh lessons of real life what it takes to amplify the core, where my confidence sits. Once I gained a clear insight into my core identity, the natural confidence that I had been born with started to grow again. Even the most confident ones among us can always do with more confidence because confidence is such an underrated skill to learn. If you look at the greatest leaders who have ever lived, they all possessed unstoppable confidence. They believed in their dreams and had the courage to follow them through. At this point, I'd like you to take time to answer these three questions. What's stopping you from following through on your dreams? Do you have the confidence to believe you're unstoppable? How much more can you achieve if you reconnect with your core identity and learn how to amplify that? Simply daydreaming about your future success without taking action to break down your barriers means you'll never be the success you dream of becoming. Core identity. We all have role models we look up to. We wish we were more like them, but too often, we are not because we don't believe in ourselves enough. In reality, we are the person we daydream about being. It may be hard to believe, but it's true. For example, I spent much of my teen years wishing I could be like the guys who had no problems asking girls to go out with them. These guys weren't necessarily studs or even particularly attractive, but they had the one essential thing I didn't have, confidence. My painful shyness as a teenager held me back. In the back of my mind, I really admired the confident ones and their ability to approach girls without appearing shy or embarrassed. I daydreamed that one day, I too would be as confident and smooth, but at the same time, I was telling myself that I'd never succeed. I had conditioned myself to fail until one day, I woke up to reality and I decided that this wasn't the future I wanted for myself. This decision began a process that led me to reconnect with my core identity. To start with, I enrolled in several self-empowerment courses. I read a load of self-help books and I found myself a coach to hold me accountable as well as to guide me in the step-by-step processes. Best of all, I was taking action. Take a few moments now to answer the following questions. What do you admire in others? Who is the person you daydream of becoming? What is stopping you from emulating the traits you admire in that person? Are you ignoring your core identity, the one you were born with? If so, it's still there, full of confidence and inquiry. So don't hide it behind your own shadow. What exactly are you frightened of? Yourself? Fear. Often, fear is the main reason we don't move forward towards the place we want to be in life. A common fear that prevents many people from being able to market themselves powerfully is the fear of public speaking. If that fear resonates with you, you can conquer it by learning how to connect with and amplify your core identity. Once again, if you look at the greatest business leaders, they are all masters at sharing what they believe on the public stage. If business success is your dream, it's vital you put yourself on that public speaking platform too. Ultimately, this is one of the most powerful business tools there is. 
For most people, though, public speaking is something they've never done before, which can make it seem like a frightening prospect. But it's only frightening because it's the unknown, and like most of us, they are afraid of what they don't know. Many people are even scared to speak about a subject they are an expert in or feel passionately about, and as a result, they don't take action on what they actually do know. I see this pattern repeated over and over again in my workshops, when only a small handful of participants will face their fear and join me on stage to speak. I tell them they have one minute to educate us on their niche area by speaking as they would normally speak. Of course, they are nervous and full of fear. As a result, they find it hard to connect with the audience, and their core message remains unclear. I then take them backstage. In just sixty seconds, I'll offer them some powerful insights into why they couldn't connect with the audience, helping them calm down by changing their breathing. So they can connect to their heart. I then advise them to change their internal thought patterns by shifting their focus from themselves, feeling fearful and intimidated, to the audience members who want to feel involved, have a good time, and walk away with new knowledge. This quick and simple exercise ensures the speakers are now coming from a place of serving. When participants return to the stage a few minutes later, the difference is astounding. Each speaker is now energized, poised, and totally engaged with the people in front of them. Having repurposed the content they spoke about the first time round, they deliver it from a different mental and physical state. They've relaxed their breathing. They're not panicking, and they're standing upright, focusing on the audience. More importantly, they're speaking from their hearts, connecting to the knowledge they have within them. They come across with greater sense of authority and authenticity. As a result, the audience perceptions of them totally changes. When you communicate from a state of fear, it's impossible to connect meaningfully with your audience, who will never resonate with your message. As a result, all you need to do to deliver your message effectively is calm yourself down and relax your breathing, connect to your heart, divert your focus away from your fear. Serve your audience, regain your authority. Genuine confidence is not an absence of fear; it's a transformed relationship with fear. These days, I'm more confident, less shy, and open to all possibilities. When I'm invited to speak on stage all over the world to audiences of 200 to 300, I know people are looking at me, saying to themselves, "It's okay for him; he's on top of the world without any fear or worries." I know this for a fact because they tell me this is so, but in reality, they have no idea. In the back of my mind, I'm breaking it because standing up in front of a large crowd is still a scary experience for me. However, I've learned how to transform that fear into a positive force, so that now is guiding me to serve my audience rather than ruling me and holding me back. I learned how to handle my relationship with fear. As a young teenager, when I took up the extreme sport of BMXing, in the skate park where I practiced, was a six-foot quarter pipe ramp that everybody used to be scared of dropping into. This is where BMXers angle their bike in a certain way, and then literally drop into the ramp. And believe me, it's very scary if you've never done it before. 
if you don't angle the bike correctly or don't pick up enough momentum, you will end up face first on the ground. I'm sure you can imagine what was going through my mind as I stood at the top of that quarter pipe ramp for the first time. It was racing, the little voice of negativity getting louder and louder every moment saying, I don't want to die. Or what if such and such happens? I remember the day I decided to go for it. I had stood for about half an hour at the top of the ramp, listening to the little voices of doom inside my head. Eventually, I ignored them. Counted down. Three, two, one. Took action and dropped. It was the most liberating feeling. After that, I couldn't get enough of the adrenaline rush I just experienced, and I did it over and over again. After a while, the fear faded because it simply became part of me. The initial actioning against my fear had reconditioned my mind to face fear down. And now I know that's where success lies. Don't be fooled. Fear never goes away. It's a survival mechanism. However, you can learn to make it serve you. Today, for me, fear is a friend. In everyday situations, fear may not be serving you at the moment. For example, would you love to speak your mind in a boardroom meeting, but you're fearful of doing it? If so, remember, there'll never be the right time and there'll never be the right feeling. You just have to do it. The more we resist something, the more we get resistance back. When I'm fearful before jumping on the stage, I turn the fear into excitement and energy. Just like the participants in my workshop, who are terrified of speaking to a crowd, I do breathing exercises to get into the right state of mind. I let my fear and anxiety inform me that the audience may judge me, and this gives me the edge to succeed. The trick is to not allow fear to become its own reality. Don't let any messages that fear sends out get the better of you and sabotage your efforts. Instead, listen to those messages and turn them into positive energy. The one time I wasn't afraid, I gave the worst speech I've ever made. A mistake I'll not be repeating. Jump in with both feet and let fear serve you. If it all does go wrong, bank that experience. Learn from it. Do it better next time. And don't allow fear to become your enemy. Embrace and thank fear and use it to your advantage. If you've just started a business or you're thinking of making a change, then you are at the top of that quarter pipe ramp. Believe in yourself. By dropping into it, you're not going to die. But if you don't go to the top of the quarter pipe ramp, if you don't take any action, all you're doing is daydreaming. Take a breath. Count down from three to one and take action. Repeat this every time you face a fear and eventually you train your mind to work with that fear to achieve the impossible. Pain. Pain is a relatively objective physical phenomenon. Suffering is a psychological resistance to things that happen to us. Events may create physical pain, but they do not in themselves create suffering. If you're pursuing the life of your dreams, internal pain is inevitable. It's a time when you acknowledge the fact that you may not be where you want to be in life. 
especially in respect of your confidence levels. If you're going to face your truths, you will inevitably need to deal with pain, but suffering is optional. For example, when I allowed social anxiety to get the better of me as a teenager, I was in a large amount of pain. However, the more I acknowledged that pain, the more I fell into being a victim of suffering. As a result, every single day, I hated the life I lived. I looked up to my friends and wondered why I couldn't be more like them, allowing my low self-esteem to stagnate me and prevent me from moving forward in life. I'd spend days at home in bed, playing video games, when all I wanted was to be able to go out and live the life I was meant to live. If you want to be more confident, you will need to attempt things that may be painful, but it's up to you to decide if you want to suffer through this process. Suffering is a straitjacket that will literally stop you in your tracks and cloud your judgment. Alternatively, you can learn to manage pain, knowing that suffering is a choice. Think of yourself as an athlete in training. The old saying, no pain, no gain, is definitely a truism. Physiology. The way we move has a significant impact on how we feel. There's no denying the fact that when I ask people to imagine how somebody who's shy would stand or even sit, most say they see a person with their head down, their shoulders hunched and their breathing shallow. That's when I normally throw the question back at them and ask them to look at how they're sitting at that moment. Usually, people would then adjust how they're sitting. Subconsciously, we're not paying attention to how we really use our bodies. Alongside tonality, our subconscious body language accounts for a huge part of our communication with the world. Whereas what we actually say accounts for very little. Given that body language is a vital part of communication, we need to make sure that we master it, which is why I've studied physiology in depth. The question is, can we change our physiology? Think of a moment in your life when you felt a bit down. Picture that moment and feel what you felt then. Now breathe in exactly the same way as you did back then, keeping the picture of that moment clear in your mind. Do you notice any changes in the way you're sitting or standing? Now, I want you to throw your shoulders back. Look up and put a big grin on your face. Then try to feel the way you felt at that low moment in your life. You'll find it's a struggle to feel down because your physiology has changed. This simple exercise proves that physiology accounts for a huge part of how you feel on a day-to-day basis. If you feel shy or if you feel like you don't want to speak up, it's likely that your body language is reflecting that. When I was younger, my posture was weak because I always hunched over playing my video games. I gamed a lot. I never understood why my mum used to tell me, sit up straight. I was too busy resisting her authority and slouching over my games console in front of the monitor. People who knew me then see me in a completely different way since I've learned what my body language says about me. If you stand up straight and have good posture, you'll be seen as a confident person. You'll be communicating subconsciously that you want to be received in a positive and engaged way. On the other hand, 
If you spend too much time at your desk, hunched over with the cares of the world on your shoulders, the next time you make a presentation, the chances are you'll carry this body language with you. This will tell the world that you're not confident at all, however much you believe in the message you're sharing with your audience. Do you really want your physiology to be a barrier to you living the life you were born to live? Challenge yourself daily. Challenge yourself every day to carry out tasks that would normally make you feel uncomfortable. This is an effective way of ensuring that you'll continually grow. And it can be fun too. Even if you don't feel like doing the task, do it anyway. If you wait for the right time or the right feeling without taking action, you will remain stuck exactly where you are. Carrying out personal challenges was a big part of me breaking out of my shell. I began by assigning myself specific tasks, such as talking to three random strangers every single day. This way, I'd constantly challenge myself to get out of my shell. Even the smallest challenges counted. For example, raising my hand in class even though I hated speaking out. Eventually, I became used to tasks that had once terrified me through my continual reconditioning process. Another one of my early challenges was to create YouTube videos, despite the fact I hated speaking on camera. It became a must-do task, and through constant daily repetition, I became confident in the process while also honing my ability to speak on camera. This is an increasingly important skill, especially for business owners, as video is becoming the preferred choice of media consumption online. What will you challenge yourself to do today? If you really want to achieve a breakthrough, think of your comfort zone as an elastic band. If you pull on it and let go, it will snap back to its original shape and size. But if you keep on pulling, 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 eventually the band will break and never return to normal. What is normal? And why are we so afraid of anything else? When my mentor told me to abandon my fear and dance like a lunatic on a stage in front of a huge audience, I was terrified. I'm afraid of both dancing in public and making myself look stupid in front of a crowd of people. So for me, this request included two of my biggest fears. My head resisted, but there was no going back. I stepped onto that stage and for the first two minutes, I felt like the worst clown ever, jumping and gyrating around in all sorts of mad ways. My fear levels were off the scale. However, after those first two minutes, I had a breakthrough. The reality was that I hadn't died. I was still intact and I was conquering a long-held fear. Suddenly, I felt liberated. And the next day, I delivered the best speech I've ever given. All thanks to that mad dancing. I had pushed myself way beyond fear. So stepping on stage the next day simply to give a speech was baby stuff. If you really want to go all in with your challenge, then set yourself a big one. If, for example, you're scared of speaking up in a boardroom meeting, try running one first. Do something that's really bold and out there for you, and you'll never look back. Prioritize your health. I've noticed that when I eat nutritious food, exercise, and get good quality sleep, 
these three things significantly impact how I feel from day to day. There's no denying the fact that when you feel energized, you can perform on a higher level than when you feel tired or sluggish. If you lack energy, it's going to be difficult to challenge yourself. So you need to become an efficient energy manager. Energy not only makes you feel confident throughout the day, but because you're challenging yourself and achieving more, you'll also get more work done. As a result, you'll be more likely to create the life of your dreams. This isn't a book to suggest the right health regime for you, but I would encourage you to read more about the benefits of good health and always seek advice from your doctor or from fitness and nutrition experts based on your own physical condition. It goes without saying, if you owned a Ferrari, you'd fill it up with premium fuel. So why would you treat your body any differently? Looking after my own health while both awake and asleep has been one of the main things that's helped me reconnect with my core identity. I can't stress the importance of health in your daily life enough. Exercises. Reconnect with your inner confidence. 1. What would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? How would you act differently? For example, when I was shy, I used to be quiet and play it safe in the outside world. But when I was at home, I was relaxed and entertaining to be around. People liked interacting with me. 2. Who would you be if you lived beyond fear? In my early days of public speaking, I never resonated with my audiences. Then one day, instead of focusing on my fear, I asked myself, how could I really serve my audience? That's when I began to connect. Three, what will you commit to doing for the next seven days as a daily comfort zone challenge? For example, most people are scared of being rejected. If this resonates with you, put yourself in a situation where you face a high risk of rejection five times a day. This will undoubtedly help you to get out of your comfort zone. 